Yeah, outside the main doors here. Mm -hmm. Right behind where red is. end of the service. Good evening. Hello. Hello. I know everybody's in good mood. Good evening. Welcome to our Christmas Eve service of Holy Communion and, and, and song singing tonight. We really appreciate you being here with us. If you did not get a candle when you came in, if you raise your hand, Tom will make sure we get one to you. And I will tell you that at least one of the songs that are going to be singing tonight, you, you will need to have a hymnal. So if you don't have one close enough to you, I want to find one and is for the joy to the world, we'll need to have the hymnal for that. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits for worship.
John 1, 14 through 16 tells us, And the Word became flesh and, and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Christ comes bringing us salvation and the promise that he will come again. Let us pray that we may always be ready to welcome him, that the celebration of Christmas may open our hearts to God's love, that the light of Christ may penetrate the darkness of sin, that this wreath may constantly remind us to prepare for the coming of Christ, that the Christmas season may fill us with peace and joy as we strive to follow the example of Jesus. Loving God, your church joyfully awaits the coming of its Savior, who enlightens our hearts and dispels the darkness of ignorance and sin. Pour forth your blessing upon us as we light these candles of the wreath. May their light reflect the splendor of Christ, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. We light this candle as a symbol of the Word made flesh. May the proclamation of the Incarnation Make us ready for the coming of Jesus, our grace and truth. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Amen. Those who are able, please stand and join with me in singing hymn 234. O come, all ye faithful. Oh, come. 
please be seated. Well, this evening we say a special word of welcome to the children worshiping with us. We're sure a part of our worship on this Christmas Eve as we continue to wait for Christ to be born. Uh, we know that it's coming very soon as uh, we anticipate Christmas Day tomorrow. And part of what we've been doing throughout Advent is each and every time we've worshipped, we've added a new character uh, to our nativity a new figure so that we can get ready for Jesus to be born and, and to be present in the nativity scene that's on our altar. So, so far we have the angel there who has proclaimed that Jesus was coming. We have Mary and Joseph who have received those proclamations, the animals who served and carried and, and bore Mary into the stable and brought uh, had the manger ready for Jesus. And this evening, we've got a few different characters to add, actually. The first that I'm going to bring out are, uh, is this guy. Um, this guy is our shepherd. Uh, he helps us to remember uh, that the message that Jesus is coming comes to all the world. It comes to everybody, not just the big and important people in the world, but all of the people from, from the most important to the ones who feel like they're the least important. The shepherds receive the proclamation that Jesus is born first. They hear in the night that Jesus has been born, and they're pointed to where he is. And that leads us to our next uh, character, this is the main guy, the headliner of the evening. Um, we've got the baby Jesus, <laughs> who we know is being born this night, who we hear the, sing the song about him and tell the shepherds, if you go and look, you'll baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger in a feeding trough, waiting for you. A baby that is the Messiah, the Savior of all the world. And that's the good news that we all get to hear tonight, but not just hear it and hold on to it, but we get to hear it and carry it with us into the world this night and tomorrow and next week and when we go back to school and work and, and back to our regular lives that aren't patterned after Christmas break, we get to carry the good news that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is one of us, that Jesus is born into the world with us. And so this night, we get to add these two characters. There's actually more characters to come in the next couple of weeks because Christmas keeps going. We've got 12 days of Christmas, and there's still some people who aren't here yet. They're way off in the east traveling still. Um, you may kind of know who they might be. They follow a star. They try to get here as fast as they can, but it takes them a while. Um, but they're coming too, so uh, hopefully we'll see them shortly. But let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we give you thanks this night for your, the good news, the word that has come to be with us, to dwell with us, to live as one of us. We praise you for the chance to hear the story, to be a part of it, and to go out into the world ready to tell it to everyone we meet. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Part of our 
pattern here at Grace is to uh, have a reminder as we prepare our hearts to go to God in prayer that if you have prayer concerns, we want to be in prayer for one another. We want to be praying for one another, not just on Sunday mornings, uh, but all throughout the week. And so we have a daily email that goes out and it has a different focus each day, but on days it's devoted to prayer. And so uh, that's one of the ways that we're reminded to pray for each other throughout the week. But if you have prayer concerns that you want to share with Grace, that you want to share with the church, that you want to talk to me about, uh, you're invited to email me at pastor at gracecolumbia.org or call or text me during the week. Um, we can set a time for a visit or for a longer phone conversation uh, and a chance to pray together um, about whatever is on your heart. But So we, we lift that opportunity and then uh, now we turn our attention to the Lord and we go to God in prayer. God of light, we confess that we've gone astray and we've left your light. We follow the dim lights of the world of success and fortune. We follow the dim lights that call us to be more religious by following rules. We follow the fading light of personal salvation. Forgive us for not seeking the true light of your love for all the world. Forgive us for not following the ways of Jesus who comes to love one another. Call us to be light bearers of love, compassion, and justice in which the mystery of your love is revealed. In the name of Jesus, the Messiah, we pray and continue to pray as he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
king, he is God's only son. What did he do? Rise for everyone. What does he bring? Life and love and for Those who are able, please stand for the reading of our scripture lesson this evening. Reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger." because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah." This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. Tonight is an invitation. Tonight is an invitation to us who have gathered to celebrate Christmas Eve to be a part of the story of God's salvation. 
every Christmas, we are particularly invited into this story. Every Christmas, you and I are particularly invited into the story of Jesus coming into the world 2,000 plus years ago. Every Christmas, God reissues an invitation to you and to me and to all the world to join in this amazing story of God's action. The story of that night is one that we read and hear and sing and act out every year. Over and over again, as the people of God, we tell the story. The story of God becoming a human being. The story of God emptying God's self to take on flesh and live as one of us to dwell with us to pitch God's tent amidst with us. God doesn't pretend to be a human being in this story, and Jesus isn't just pretending to be divine in this story. In Jesus, we see God as fully human and fully divine, incarnate, so that as a human being, God could make a way for us to know salvation and forgiveness. Every Christmas, we're invited to be a part of that story. And because does this for us in Jesus, because God enters into our life and story, because God comes into the world in such an amazing and particular way, we are invited to enter into God's life and story. God makes it a two-way street on Christmas. God takes on flesh and enters human history, human life, and in doing so makes a way for us to enter into God's life. We are invited to embody the story and deliver the message of the good news each and every Christmas. Now, using words like embody and deliver on Christmas as we tell the story of pregnancy and birth of the Savior is... A risky thing to do. That we might embody and deliver the message of God. Our story tonight began with the emperor sending out a decree to all the known world. An issuance from the divine one in an empire. Because for good, law-abiding Roman citizens, the emperor was the only God-man that mattered. He was divine and ruled because of his divinity. And so when he sent out a decree by his messengers, 
It was automatically law. It was a law enforced by military might and threat. It was a law that if you did not keep it to the letter, you could be assured of punishment. The emperor sent out a decree, and everybody jumps to action. So the law the emperor sends out (coughs) causes the known world to take action, and all the people start going to their ancestral hometowns to be registered. They had to go to be registered so that the emperor would know how many subjects he had in each region so he knew how much tax to levy each particular place and how many he could conscript from each and every place. So everybody has to go home and register because of the word made law of the emperor including Mary and Joseph. And it's in the process of going to be registered that Mary delivers Jesus into the world. Jesus, the Word of God made flesh. Born into the world. She's carried Him, the Messiah, knowing that God was planning to work salvation for God's people and for all the world through him. She's carried him while trying to be obedient to the law of God and now to the law of the emperor. And now in Bethlehem, David's city, it comes time for her to deliver the word of God into the world. And as Mary delivers Jesus into the world, the angels, the messengers of God, the ones who carry God's decrees, the ones who carry God's pronouncements, the ones who carry God's message into all the corners of the world, they bring the good news to the shepherds in the fields. One of the questions that struck me as I was thinking about this passage this year was why the shepherds weren't going to be registered. (laughs) Maybe the shepherds had already registered in the census, or maybe nobody really cared if they did or not. But they were in the fields, outside of town, And yet the good news finds them through the messengers, the couriers of the divine. The angel doesn't say that there may be a sign for the shepherds when the angel comes. The angel doesn't say, hey, if you want a sign, there might be one for you over in town in a stable, in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. The, it's, not a, it's, it's not a, if you're looking for it, it's gonna, it might be there. The angels tell the shepherds that there will be a sign, that this will be the sign. Jesus, 
laid in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. This is the peace of God sung over all the earth that Christ is born, that it will be as they have said and as God has decreed. The good news that isn't just for the known world, but for all of creation. And so the shepherds go to see. And they go to see. They don't, when, they, when they turn to each other and they decide to go into Bethlehem to see the sign, they don't say, hey, let's go see if what that angel said was true. Do y'all notice that? They don't say to themselves, hey, let's go and validate that the angel really told us the truth. They say, hey, let's go and see this sign that has been given to us. Say, let's go and look at this baby that we know is going to be there because of what we just heard, because of the message that was just delivered to us. They go in the assurance of the knowledge that the proclamation of the messengers of the divine decree are true and sure. So the shepherds go and they make known this good news to all that they meet. They see the sign. They tell everyone, hey, this baby, the angels told us it was going to be here. They tell everybody that they see about this good news. They shout and dance and praise and glorify God for the good news that they've heard proclaimed, seen in the flesh, and know in their hearts to be true. They tell everybody. that this will be the Messiah. This story, this story of Jesus breaking into the world, of Jesus being born as the Word of God made flesh, is our story. The story we're invited into, the story we're invited to live out of, the story we're invited to embody and deliver into the world this very Christmas Eve. A story that gets lived out in us to whatever degree we will let it. Because we are also subject to earthly rulers, powers, and principalities that would decree that we act and live according to standards of evil and oppression. We live and move in a world that is still captive to sin and death in such a way that sin and death extend their reach into the very laws and systems of life that dictate much of our everyday lives. that will have a hold of us using whatever temptation or 
small toehold it can get into that reality of this world, this very night breaks in the very word and light of God. Into that reality of our life and life together, this night breaks in the very word and light of God. It breaks in to us and it breaks in through us, through our willingness to carry the light, the word, wherever life takes us, to bear it in song and devotion, in study and service, in such a way that we are formed by it and readied to deliver the story into the darkness of sin and death and brokenness to all that we meet. And as the word is delivered through us, we can also join in bringing the message to the farthest reaches of creation, not just geographically, but also communally. We can carry the good news of the gospel to the fields and wildernesses and outskirts of our life and community to ensure that all creation knows there is good news for them. And on hearing the good news once more from each other and from those we meet along the way, we can make known the ways that the story has changed us. The ways that we have seen it confirmed in our life. The ways that we have known the salvation and transformation of God through the grace of Jesus Christ, we can tell our story with God of how it has been with us and our soul. This night, the message, the word, is delivered by Mary into the world. The good news This night, the message of the good news of Jesus Christ is carried into the darkness by you and me. This night, and always, we bear Christ everywhere we go. Thanks be to God that this will be in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you now to stand and join with me as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. It's number 881 in the hymnal, and it'll be on the screen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. 
The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This evening, uh, we have an opportunity to give back to God out of all that God has so graciously given to us. We have a number of giving options here at Grace. Uh, if you prefer to give by credit or debit card or bank transfer, you can give online at our website, gracecolumbia.org. From the giving page, you'll find instructions about how to uh, navigate into the giving portal. You can set up an account with us or give as a guest. You can make a one-time gift or um, as an account holder, you can also set up a recurring gift if you'd like to automate your giving to Grace. If you brought an offering with you and didn't have a chance to place it in the offering plate as you arrived this evening, you're welcome to place your offering in the offering plate as you depart from worship this night. If you'd like to mail an offering back to us or drop it by the church office uh, sometime during office hours uh, or after office hours, we would be happy to receive it that way as well. But if you're going to drop it off after office hours or mail it to us, please do just give us a heads up. That way we can be sure to retrieve it as quickly as possible and not leave it lingering in the mailbox for an extended period of time. And now let's go to God in prayer this evening. Giving God, as we recount the story of your gift of a Savior on that night long ago, we remember there were some who said, there's no room, and others who responded, come, we'll make room. As we bring our gifts to your altar, which group will be the best fit for each of us? Help us give with a heart of abundance and not one of scarcity. On this holiest of nights, let us dwell with those whose chorus is, come, we'll make room. Remembering your abundant love for us, in the name of our Savior and Redeemer we pray, amen. This night we get to dine with Christ at Christ's table. This is God's, it's not 
uh, United Methodist table. It's not Grace's table. It's God's table. And any who would like to come to God's table who are prepared to come to receive communion, who come with uh, their hearts ready in confession and repentance are invited to the table. And so we're going to be doing our communion liturgy from uh, page 17 in the hymnal, but uh, it will also be on the screen behind me this evening. Uh, And so I invite you now to the table uh, as we prepare in prayer to come and commune with Christ. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. From the silence before creation, your word spoke all that is into being. You saw the darkness and called forth light, dividing the day from the night and giving each its name and your blessing. We abused your blessing, choosing to control rather than tend, to consume rather than nourish, to turn away from your light and turn your darkness into a hiding place, a place of fear and shame. Still, you chose to bless us and redeem us, calling us to restored fellowship through prophets, leaders, and faithful people. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. of a stable, you brought forth the light of the world. He carried your light into every darkened corner, calling those kept in darkness to rejoice in your love, and exposing those who hid from your truth to the light of your righteous judgment. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water, spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith.
Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. We will be taking communion by intinction this evening, uh, and so as you come down the center aisle in just a moment, uh, there'll be, uh, I'll have the bread in the center, and there'll be two communion servers uh, either side of me with a cup. I'll break off a piece of bread and hand it to you and say, this is the body of Christ broken for you. You can go to either side, um, depending on where you're sitting, or if you just want to shake things up, you can go to the other side. That works too. Um, and uh, they'll offer you the cup and say, this is the blood of Christ shed for you. And you can dip the bread in the cup and then dine uh, with Christ. You can take time at the altar in prayer, take time at your seat in prayer. Uh, we'll have our carols also being sung um, and led by Mark after he's taken communion as well. And so we'll have a chance to, to sing together during that time um, as we're having communion together. Uh, and then um, knowing that we're, we're new back to intinction in some ways uh, post-pandemic life. If you're not quite ready to dip your bread in the cup, what you can do is receive the bread and then just cross your arms when you come to the cup and the steward holding the cup will still offer you the blessing of Christ shed for you. Uh, you can have the bread, uh, dine with Christ, and then take time in prayer uh, and uh, will have had communion just the same. Uh, and so we have that opportunity and option um, if you prefer uh, not to dip the bread in the cup on this evening. And so uh, in just a moment, we'll come and have time in communion and uh, time in prayer as we prepare uh, to dine with Christ.
Let's stand and sing together, Joy to the World. It's number 246 in the hymnal. We'll be doing it old school, uh, out of the hymnal. So um, we'll sing together. In just a few moments, we're going to have our candlelight service. There are a few instructions printed in the bulletin that if you didn't have a chance to read them, here's what it says. As we do the candle lighting, the person with the lit candle holds their candle upright, and the unlit candle comes to them sideways. If you do it the other way, everybody gets burned. That's just the laws of nature. Uh, so... That's the, the main instruction there as we, um, as we prepare for this candle lighting service. We'll have a benediction, uh, and there's a, at the end of the benediction, you'll be invited to proclaim uh, a reality about light and dark that is uh, fresh this evening. And then we'll have the light spread throughout the sanctuary, those of us who are gathered this Night, as we sing Silent Night, and on the last verse of Silent Night, you're invited to lift your candle in the air as we uh, lift the light into the darkness this night. Our mission at Grace is... John 1, 1 through 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And without him, not one thing comes into being. What has come into being in him was life, and life, the life, was the light of all peoples. 
the light shines in the darkness.'" 